Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town, sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Welcome back to Queerified. We are here with a very exciting episode. I can't wait for you guys to get into. I'm your host, Gigi Gorgeous. And I'm your other host, Mimi. So just a reminder, you guys can call us at one 844 which is Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S, which is 7833-797. Ask us anything. At the end of every single episode, we answer your questions live with the guest. You can literally ask us the craziest stuff. Nothing is off limits. And we have answered some pretty crazy stuff in the past. And I'm very excited for your questions in the future. So call the hotline. We have a really exciting show today. We have drag queen, makeup artist, queer legend, trans icon, and House of Gorgeous chosen family member, Got Mick. So buckle up, bitches, because it's about to get crazy. All right, so we are back here with Cade, a.k.a. Got Mick. Yes. Hi, Gorge. Hey, Gorgeous. You're my second. You're the second guest in my podcast room in my house. Oh, my God. Only you, Laganja, have been in here. Very charmed. What do you think? (laughs) Um, I'm obsessed. I literally have been in this room a lot in my lifetime, and it is done a 100 and 306 no wait 360 would bring me back to square 180. one 180 yeah turning around it is a very different room basically moral of the story mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. very blacked out very like it feels you like know, soundproof okay we relax. got a candle it's going it's a Gigi gorgeous shrine let's get to it <laughs> <laughs> it is Cade, how many photos are in the room how many photos of Gigi are there okay it doesn't sound like a lot there's only three but they're very large they might be taller than me and it's a walk up to the room, too. This whole house is a Gigi Gorgeous memorial. <laughs> memorial? I'm not dead. Well, is it memorial That's what dead? it looks like. I mean, if you were coming over, you don't know. It's just like intense. Well, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to make sure you're here every time people are here. Well, these photos are from my birthday. They're like, they are pretty tall. They're like five, six feet. And wife of the party, my party planner, printed them out. And they're little black and white. Very Anna Nicole Smith for guests. Yeah, and they're just, they go with the room. They it were, wasn't no, really. Well, they do. They, right? Like, if this was a model home, I'd be like, 
this is stunning. <laughs> yeah. Well staged. The guy who the guy who does like the contracting work here was like, these should go here. And I was like, good idea. <laughs> so it really wasn't even my idea. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Blame someone else. Manny. Absolutely your idea. This was your trauma response. Gigi's sitting here like, I would never have done this on No, my it own. wasn't. It really was forced though. this life upon me. We all know that this was a trauma response because it looks exactly like your childhood bedroom with the black walls. Not a trauma response. It does though. It actually does. This is very a la my house in Mississauga, Toronto, Ontario. To be fair, we miss that house very much. So it's like now a little piece of it is back. I never even was there and I miss it. So I'm One day I'm buying it back. We're going to refurbish it exactly how it was in my old YouTube videos. But with more photos of you. Yes. It'll be even more shiny. You know what's really crazy? I probably shouldn't say this because of like HIPAA laws, but I, (laughs) the person who bought, (laughs) I think it's like an animal that lives in the water. Hippo. Oh, why'd you use an A? It's an O. Silly. It's a HIPAA law. So the person who bought your house, I taught them tennis. What? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like after her. Yeah, yes. the new owners. So you just wouldn't let the house go. You no. would not let it go. <laughs> You're like, I was signing them up. I took their information and I saw the address and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you don't live there. And they did. Every new tenant, you like knock on the door the second they move in with like a basket and you're like, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> I teach tennis. <laughs> like, ree, ree, ree. <laughs> Do you remember they um, when they bought the house, they were like, we want everything as is. Yeah, that, that was a little weird. Yeah. Including the photos of you? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I wish that there were more just to haunt them so I could like come back in the middle of the night, like looking through my actual eyes at them. <laughs> but I remember that my dad was like, oh, so we sold the house really, really fast. They want all the furniture. We're going to start again. I was like, well, that's good for you. But I know in the future, <laughs> I'm going to want to buy this house back because this is my childhood home and I'm going to have to buy all the same furniture back. So it's more work for me. But well, good for they him. Kept it there the whole time. Hopefully, I hope they didn't paint my room some boring color. I hope it stayed black. Well, I'm sure you can paint it again. It's a cute little project for the future. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to Queerified. We just went off on a tangent. We are here with the Gottmik from season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. On a break from tour, bitch, what's up? Oh my god, I have been touring. I literally have not had a break. I went from, I don't know if I did it wrong or right, but I literally did the finale, and then the same week I left for a two-month tour, and then came home, and the same week I left for my own mini, like, United States tour, so I'm kind of dying and wish I had a break, but also, like... I'm kind of proud of myself. Like, I've never worked this hard in my life. So yeah, I'm pushing like, through. Yeah. Well, that's also not true because you started as a celebrity makeup <laughs> artist, which I hate to say, but it's like true because I look back, especially on the show, they're like, you've done Paris Hilton, Heidi Klum, like BB Rexa. Have you done? No, I have not. Oh, but okay. But everybody else. No, yeah, no, it was like a, yeah, they, they definitely, even I was like, oh. Yeah, like your resume is fierce. And I feel like you would always be like, oh, yeah, I have to paint this person, this person. I'd be like, are you excited? Like the night before, you'd be like, yeah, I have to go clean yeah. my kit or whatever. And I'd be like, that's awful casual. It's just like a different type of work, though. It was like, you know, because it's it's cute. And I was able to get a cute resume because I lived in Los Angeles. And I'm a, I think that's my gift from God is networking. Truly. I remember we were, I, I think it was a bachelorette party in the middle of the desert. And you were like, I have to go. I have to work. <laughs> And I'm like, great. I didn't. I was so pissed. In the middle of the night. Yeah. No, but it's like a different type of work because it's kind of just like one day or two days or like at the most like like 
because I was doing mostly photo shoots and music videos. So at the most, it was like three days in a row or something. And then you'd kind of have a break or get off set. But now it's like I'm traveling. So it's like to even do a gig, it's like three days just for travel and getting there. And then it's like you have to be on 100% even if you're a bad mood. So it's just like more more of me has to go into it as opposed to being a makeup artist like I could have a bad day it sucks for that bitch that day like mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna talk <laughs> I remember we did recently like last month for pride him and I were on set with Demi Lovato for pride fest was it called yeah. and we were like it was like downtown was it downtown do I know any of the details <laughs> <laughs> we were both there in Demi our Lovato trailer. was there that's all Demi, yeah they were there and we had our own trailers and I remember thinking Cade, like, it was such an out-of-body experience for me because I was like, I was never on set when you would do these people's makeup. But now I was like, he went from, like, doing the makeup, you know, making sure the talent looked pretty to, like, being the talent. Yeah. And that is insane because I feel like that only happens for, like, so many people. Like a, like, a small handful of people. Yeah, it's definitely very weird and, like, it's surreal still. And I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask me to do makeup still, but I still always want to do it and I love doing it for like my favorite clients still always but yeah no at first it was really crazy especially being on set and at same events like Heidi Klum presented an award to me at the MTV gag like awards and I was like the MTV was, like, TV and movie TV awards and movie yeah. awards yes and that's I, so crazy it was so weird I was like what and then Paris like presented an award and she came down and hugged me I'm like these are my clients and I'm sitting here with them it's just it's so weird and I'm just so grateful and excited for the future because it's just the this is just one pandemic year so I'm ready to kill it I next mean, year. did you see Paris or Heidi and we're like I would have done their makeup differently <laughs> no no yes. it's actually crazy because they they're two obviously established icons of life mm-hmm. and so they already have their faces down so anytime I would paint them it was very different for them so I I would not paint them any differently. Right. Yeah, they do have. And uh, I feel like Heidi is very, like, na- more natural, right? Because supermodel vibes. Yeah, she's supermodel vibes. So she's, like, the funnest human I've ever met in my literal life. Like, today she was full sending me pics. And she's in Italy on a yacht. I and saw she's that. full doing, like, got Mick filters, like, sticking her tongue out, like, jumping with her, like, husband. She's just so fun. And then I would glue down her eyebrows draw a crease like up to her hairline to the point where there was no room for an (laughs) eyebrow so i'd be like sorry gorge there's no eyebrows today and then she would look in the monitor and be like it doesn't look like i'm wearing that much makeup anymore (laughs) i'm like heidi there's no room for eyebrows like we literally drew it she's the bitch that's had all the makeup on her face in the world so it's like she wants time to play she's just so fun she's like a 16 year old girl i feel she's she is everything like every part of her life is just fun like she is in control and she just wants to like kill it it's if you could personify killing it it's Heidi Klum I fucking love that speaking of killing it though you did Paris Hilton for Snatch Game on your season of Drag Race season 13 what was the like response from Paris what did she say? Did she love it? Because you won. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Paris was so cool. I mean, you know her even better than I do. And she's just so fun and just, like, is always in on the joke. And, like, can, she's such a lighthearted angel of life. And so I feel like I was more nervous and scared than she even batted an eyelash about. Mm-hmm. And she literally was, like, down to me in my YouTube video about it. She did a message in the finale to me about it. She was just so down and so amazing the whole time. And I remember being so scared and I almost didn't do her 
on the show the snatch game yeah i was like oh my god if i say the wrong thing like i'm scared because i love painting her and she'll never let me touch her again or like she'll never let me be around her because she'll be pissed no you have to say the wrong thing well no i was like i was like okay how do we do like nice jokes i was like oh she Mm -hmm. owns so many businesses like she doesn't know how many she has like just stupid things that are like funny but not like crazy like didn't push it were your jokes written beforehand yeah well i did not like before i went on the show but obviously i knew there was snatch game so i would full like physically sit down in the shower every day and like think about it and like be like all right what are we gonna say and i would be like in (laughs) fetal position in the shower like freaking out at 2 a.m every night (laughs) it was like my routine and i like practiced (laughs) the jokes every day because i was like snatch games coming you fucking killed that you know, after Drag Race happened, obviously you were, you and Simone, let's just say it, were the best parts of season 13. <laughs> you both transcend Drag Race. That's real. You're now a huge presence in our community. Were you expecting that at all? I don't think I was expecting it like it is now. I think I I definitely knew and realized that I always wanted kind of a trans guy in the media that represented what I am. And I knew I didn't have that. So I knew there was like some open space for me to come in and tell my story and say that everything I said, that trans men don't have to be Ken and trans women don't have to be Barbie. And there's a whole in between. And then I came in there and said that. And then I think I just like was able to let loose and be myself so hardcore that I was able to like also connect with my personality. And I just connected with so many people and every meet and greet. And every time I travel, it's just I meet people from every end of the spectrum that are like connected and like share their stories with me and it's just unbelievable how many people I've reached in every city and it's just I've only traveled like around a small portion of the U.S. so I'm so excited to get out there and just listen to people and the clubs are always like I'm so sorry that was like the longest meet and greet and I'm like no it was my fault because I want to hear all these bitches stories and like hear about it because that's what I'm here to do and that's what my drag's about. What was the best story you've heard? I mean, I don't, it's not like, they're not like, well, when I was three, they're, they don't like sit down and talk like it's a therapy session, but it's always just like people, I don't know, I feel like before it was very just like black or white. Like you have to be perfect Barbie, stunning, or you have to be like the most masculine person of life or you're like maybe non-binary and if you like didn't feel like that it's very lost and that was where I was lost for for so long and then I think me just coming in here and just being like that's not true like look at women there's such masculine women out there and there's such feminine men so it's so weird that there was like no space for trans people to be anywhere in between besides the perfect passable person in the media and so coming in there and being me I think that resonated with people and so most of the stories are just like thank you like I was always looking for the language like no one had the words to say that even though it's so simple now like seeing it and hearing it but yeah it just wasn't out there before yeah we talked a lot about this Mimi on a previous podcast with Courtney Act we talked about passing and the kind of importance of that years ago for both of us and it really reigns so true. Like, I feel like Cade came into the scene and really did, like, crash the, like, cisgender system because it's like, I used to worry personally so much about being the most feminine, the most gorgeous, like, sounding the best, coming off the best. But then, like, years and years into my transition and into my journey and having the same stories told to me and, like, 
traveling, you kind of just realize it doesn't really matter what you look like all the time. Like your style can be your style. You can talk however you want, but it's literally who you are. Like me being a trans woman, it doesn't matter if I'm in sweatpants or choose to speak a different way. It doesn't take away from my identity. And I feel like that's kind of what you did for the drag community because it's like you kind of just flipped it upside down. And that's it's helping more people, not just trans men who want to do drag. It's helping trans women like me. It's helping trans men out there. It's helping cisgender people out there it's just like be who you are because people will fall in love with you at the end of the day and if they're not for you they don't fuck with you then that's fine you know find a different tribe find a different chosen family like that's just fine because inevitably your real self will come out you know it's you can't hide it forever you can't be on forever and that's something that i learned a while ago but it was like just such an aha moment for me like i don't always have to be on i don't always have to have makeup on or whatever as as minimal as that may seem to people listening but it's true it's so freeing to be like i am enough yeah yes so i'm sure a lot of people out there feel i need to keep up i need to present myself this way this is how i need to look to other people and then like you said you find your security within yourself to just be and that's i think what you found and what you know i'll just say a lot of people our age 22 have found <laughs> i'm 21 are you older than me mark <laughs> sorry a little bit a little bit <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bull and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bull and Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bullandbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I want to ask you too, how do you feel about being a role model? Like that word. Because <laughs> oh it's God. such an intense word. Yeah. I mean, I I love it because I definitely think that I have a really healthy and strong understanding that every person needs this like masculine and feminine energy together to be a healthy spirit if that makes any sense like I feel that in my soul and I've said that forever and so I kind of understand that and I've gone through years and years of depression and crazy shit to get to that point where I'm happy with who I am and figured it out and so I feel like I've really gone through it and I'm really proud to share my journey and you've taught me so much about being vulnerable and like being open and talking about it publicly all the time so I've definitely learned so much from you and gone through the weirdest drag race journey ever coming out and like talking about my story and just connecting with people so I love being a role model and I have so much to learn as well and I also think that's a fun part of being a role model that I understand is that I'm bringing all these people on a journey with me and I kind of love that like I love I can't wait in a few years just like watching this podcast and be like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Like, obviously, I'm going to be like a monk by then. <laughs> <and be> like, <laughs> and then be like, I was so young and naive. Oh like, my crazy. God. Me and so none, you a monk. And I can't wait for the journey of it. I just love it all. I love all mm -hmm. the parts of it. And so I'm excited. It's funny to hear you say that. And it's like really inspiring to hear you say that because I feel like for the longest time when people would refer to, others as role models I would hear them cringe and it's like it is such a privilege to be a role model you know like people being like you are my role model it's like 
well, that I'm so lucky to be your role model. You know, I've been put in this space. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. And like, not everyone gets the chance to be that just by being themselves. So it's like such a beautiful thing where it's like, okay, I'll still be myself. Like it's easy for me. And it's just one of those things where you just connect with someone so fast just because of like a common denominator you both share. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's what you taught me. Like you literally like grew up online and you have always been open in yourself and shared every part of your life there. And then you helped me do the exact same thing. So I'm like, thank God you were in my life because I feel like without you and then just being like shoved on a drag race and having to tell my story and not having that background of like best friends with someone that has grown up doing that it would be like a different story so well you murdered it and I (laughs) I actually remember the day we were in the pool it was like just a regular day we were just in the pool and you were outside and you were like oh my god I got this opportunity and like you had said that several times to me and Kate, <laughs> Kate, is so, Kate is so like um he doesn't want to like jinx it or anything so he was like yeah, i I'm don't want to like spiritual angel like i don't want to say it out loud i don't want to say what it is like i don't want to jinx it for myself and we were all thinking and the best thing that i could think of was oh you got because we both love adam lambert so i was like <laughs> oh my god you got um adam lambert's going on tour and you're doing his makeup for it <laughs> <laughs> little did I know it was so much bigger than that and like I couldn't be happier with the way that you came across it was just so beautiful like seeing you like just blossom like people seeing like I never really saw it as weird like a guy doing drag I never or a trans guy rather doing drag I was yeah. like what's the issue like I get it. it's like a mind fuck but I like live in a bubble so obviously I'm not gonna be like triggered by that let's not minimize the fact that Cade went on drag race as a feminine trans man in front of national television to do drag like yes you live in a bubble bitch because that's what happened and that's crazy for people well it, it reopened my bubble because I saw it on TV and I was like oh my god this is major and like just to see from like the beginning to like where he got it was like I saw people I wasn't with the audience but I saw the audience coming around to it and it was like yeah. this is literally gorgeous like it couldn't have gone better and I'm so happy because you being the first there's no way it could have gone better to be the first um, you made history oh thanks gorge yeah it's it's really amazing and it truly couldn't have gone better like I have the most amazing fan base and the most amazing people supporting me and like even the people that give me hate it's like I will click their profiles and I'm like I feel like I'm just in such a happy place that I just understand that society just is shoving people in this weird box and they're just seeing like that's not what I was taught this is different and this the fact that they're messaging me hey I'm like oh at least they're thinking about it and it's new to them you know yeah it's like that's not what they were taught and that's not and I'm challenging their norms and they're like reaching out and I feel like I'm like okay Cord, you're gonna figure it out and see you then us as queer people We've escaped those boxes that they're still stuck in. They're like, you can't do that because I can't. Like, I never learned it was like that. You say you're a boy and look like girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, hello. (laughs) What was the moment you knew you were making a difference in the world with your huge platform? I feel like it was just when it was airing, just seeing the messages. Like truly every single day I get so many messages that are like, You'll probably never see this, but you helped me realize, like, my gender. And it, and the fact that it's not just trans guys, like you were saying, Gigi, it's, like, 
from every end of the spectrum. It's like the middle. It's like non-binary people. It is trans women, trans men. I meet trans women at bars all the time, like more than trans men even that told me that they like open, like I open their minds and that they like, I help them learn something about themselves. And it's just so crazy to me. And I feel like just hearing everyone's stories, like I can't read them all, but I read like, I will just scroll through and like click a few. And and I'm really good at Twitter, actually. You love a Twitter. I do. It's like they really (laughs) show me the message more. Like Instagram, I kind of have to hunt. But like Twitter is just like right there. Right there. Just text. (laughs) Send a gift. Throw a gift on it. Watch my Twitter now. I'm like, I can't even. I'm like, now both suck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, so I... I just read all these messages and it's just so crazy because before I was like, I didn't have a trans guy role model. I want to do that. And now I'm like, oh, I opened up this like barrier that needed to be broken. And I'm so honored to like be at the same time as like also Pose kind of was on at the same time. And they have the most amazing, inspiring trans women ever on that show who like literally like India Moore, like all the girls on the show will post like a gorgeous selfie. And then the caption is just, about trans issues, Brit crashing this is it is like using their platforms to the beyond, like every single one of them. So I'm like, this is a wave right now and we're killing it. And I was just so honored to be at the same time as that. Bimini on the UK. Like we're just it's going off. Can I ask both of you a question? Please. Mm-hmm. Kate Gottmick, you are part of Gigi's chosen family. How did you guys meet and what's your connection like? Because I don't think you've talked about this ever in public. I feel like that actually might be like my most asked question now. Really? Okay. <laughs> Wait, have you answered this already? I have. We no, have, but, but I feel like it changes like, weirdly. It does, because we we're unsure. <laughs> we're but, unsure. <laughs> but it's like magazine, and it's funny, because I'll be pacing in my apartment. I'm one of those people that like are on the phone, and I can't stop walking. I'm like doing a full lap. And then a magazine, I'll be like, yes, I love drag, blah, 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 my life, X, Y, Z. And they're like, yeah, so anyway, Gigi Gorgeous. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> like every time. Like stop in your pace. Yeah, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Dig a hole. Um, but yeah, we I think this is how it goes. So what I remember is that we were both at the Abbey and I was friends with August first, Gigi's brother in law. And August was like, This is my friend Gigi. It was pre Nats. It was pre dating. No, I was dating him? I think so. <laughs> See, we I don't know. No, you, so you guys married. have you no were dating idea. Nats. You were dating. You I was were dating, dating Nats, Nats okay. but you were married, and then like we're engaged. No, like not, full new. No, you were engaged. Yeah, and so like August was like, "Oh, my friend does makeup. Like he should come over and paint you." Mm-hmm. And you were just like, "Okay," which is also <laughs> maybe a hazard. You met a person at a bar and you let them come over. Well, I think that you had done August makeup before, no? Oh, I did August and Tiffany. Yes. So this is what I it's remember. It's really complicated. So I remember <laughs> my side fuck? of the story is I think so at my mother, my now mother-in-law's apartment in Beverly Hills, we were there getting ready to do a oh, yes. ho- like a Halloween moment at Bootsy Bellows. And I was Cinderella and Nats was Prince Eric. Or is that Little Mermaid? Who, who knows? He was the, pr- he was the prince yes, to my yes, Cinderella. Yes, absolutely. Okay? So we both got like cheesy outfits, 30 bucks each. We just like glammed it up. It was so much fun. And I remember in the kitchen, August and Tiffany were becoming lions. Yes. <laughs> and I was at August and Nat's studio. And August was like, will you put prosthetics on us? And I said, sure. Yeah. Kate is over there in the kitchen with like full like glue. Prosthetics putting, with like, an a assistant. Nose, a like a setup. <laughs> and I remember like saying hi, but not like engaging. Because I, I think I was like busy with my own look. I think I was like really like trying to get it got, together. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, got yeah. what? My huge tits. Yeah. yeah. 
I became a triple D like a week before that. Oh, that one. It was okay. my yeah. second boob job. Your matching surge. Oh yeah. Oh it my god. Helen um Gigi's matching surge. But I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yeah, my boobs are huge. I look back on photos, I'm like, oh my God, I look so skinny. Oh wait, my chest was just huge. But yeah, no, Gigi walked you walked in for like one second, so I always leave that out because I forgot. Yeah. I remember that, and you were count that as meeting. It was just like hi. It was definitely just a hi. Yeah, you guys have no idea. This is all made up now. I mean, it's just it's a collection, but it's very LA for that to happen, though. Like just here, there, the other. But I feel like the first time we really hung was when you came over to my house with Farah. Yes, and we just got into drag. Farah, all three of us. Yes, mm, pheromone. And, and Gigi has like a sixth sense for transness. I don't know if you've talked about it on the co- podcast, but she literally will smell a trans from ten miles away. Does she smell a trans <laughs> for ten from ten miles away, or does she just think everybody's trans? No, 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 no. Me, this is my like, own cause over there. Like this is at the point where I was like crying every day, like not knowing, but like knew, but like I was like, oh my god, maybe I can just find another route like uh, like just crazy and she was like so what's your name like it was very like so what's going on casual yeah like very (laughs) casual slipping in and i was like god how did she even do that and then we just got along really well and then i think like me and nats like just were like hit it off beyond and Mm. we went out and it was just so fun and i think the fact that like every single one of us in this house like hillary tiffany August, Gigi, Nats, like every one of us were like just so close so fast. It was weird. And very like, it sounds crazy, but like when you when you tell somebody like, hey, like I want to change my name or I want to change my pronoun, that's literally why, you know, we started this podcast to create a safe space for everyone that comes on and listens. It's like, it's so important to have that person's back because when you yeah. vocalize it, it means something. You've thought about it for months. Yeah. You know, when someone goes like, I'm gay. It's like, it's not like that just came into their mind in that second. It's like they've been sitting on it. It's been brewing. So like when I push to be like, you know, Cade, what's your name? It's like, I've been thinking about it for a minute. So I'm just saying it like, so what's your name? I know. And I, and I like, didn't want to say it for so long. I was so scared. I just didn't want to come out. I was just so nervous. Cause I was just like, I think the feminine side of me like held me back for so long. I was like, there has to be another way that I can deal with this. Like it cannot like, I'm scared my family's going to cut me off. This is going to happen. Like, I'm going to lose everything. Like, my clients. I was just, because I was already doing Cindy Crawford, Heidi, like, so many people at that time. And did I was you, like, did you what feel- do I do? Show up as a man and be like, hey. Right. Like, I was so scared. Right. And that transition period for anyone is so weird because it's like, so I'm going to put on a dress today and heels. But, like, clearly, I know that I'm clockable and I don't look that cute. Yeah. But you have to get through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, like, everybody has that awkward stage. It's just like... It just is a rite of passage. Like, mm-hmm. hi, it's the journey. I'm newly it's trans- a part of the exactly. journey. It's and then hard. you look back girl, and you're like, like, that is so cute. Even like going to Sephora and girl, oh my God, actually, this is so weird. Mm. I was at Sephora today and the girl You go me shopping. Out. Baby, I can't wait. I stay shopping. <laughs> Nordstrom. I stay <laughs> shopping. But I was at Sephora and the girl knew who I was she like recognized me and I had my old name on my Sephora account and she didn't even like say it and she was like do you want me to change your name Gorge Word. I was like yeah. she said Gorge yes <gasps> that's cute off. she's like you want me to change your name Gorge and I like turned so fast I was like on my phone I was like <gasps> you like shit your pants and I, like, I, was, like, I was like under my breath like yes please yeah <laughs> so scared I was like oh my god oh I love that I know it's cute 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's your funniest memory together? Ooh, there's, like there's so many. It's like my go-to, like, feel-good friend. Like, well, we, like, have so much fun together. We're together 100% of the time. Yeah. But... I know if I'm ever sad, like I'm like I just have to go to Gigi's house. Like that's all I think about. I'm like I just have to get to Gigi's, and oh, then that's it'll be cute. fun. I know it is because it's just like we're always fun. Yeah, and it's true. You, and Gigi also has this personality that like what you see on camera is just it is that even times ten. Like you have a problem, she wants to listen and help, but also it's like how do we turn it around? Like. You give me a problem, I'm giving you a solution, baby. We're not just gonna moat. Yep. We're gonna yes. give I'm yep. giving no you a time. solution now. Like there's no time for sadness. She's a fixer. And I love that because I'm the same way. So when I'm sad, I want that energy. Yes. And I feel like most people are like, let's sit and cry. And like, no, it's like, no, uh, I want to be uh, push. No, we I don't push. have that much like, estrogen panic through my body. <laughs> She's like, I heard your story. Like, okay, this is how we work it out. Here's a drink, tackles me, let's move on. Like yeah. it is very <laughs> in bad. that order. <laughs> the amount of naked pictures. I've received from you guys. <laughs> well, we I will say, okay, oh my God. So she's also the only person that ever happens through for everyone listening. I cannot believe. Okay, so Kate and I might have like some kind of like brain chemistry going on because I don't really get naked in front of Me anyone either. I would except, never do yeah, that. Right. No, no, really. I would never. No, I don't get naked in front of anyone but my husband. <laughs> Putting a towel on around my waist. And having my boobs out is not naked. Like, I'll be in a, like, a dressing room and I will be against a wall. I will sit in a chair, like, hide my butt. But when Kate and I... Oh, my God. Can we tell the San Francisco story? Yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) This is really funny. Okay, so we were staying, getting Nats' top surgery. We were staying for, like, a week or, like, 10 days or something like that. Towards the end, Nats was fine. He was mobile. And if anyone wants to watch my husband's top surgery journey, it's on my YouTube channel. It's a good video. Link it's, in bio. Oh, it's such a good video. <laughs> um, I watch it actually pretty frequently because it's just such a fun, like amazing feel moment. Good. I just feel am good, so yeah. proud about it. Yeah. Like I feel <laughs> so good for him. Anyway, so towards the end of that trip, me and Cade just, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have so many videos from this that I might need to upload to TikTok. I know. So funny, like the one of you on the ground and me pushing the lights. I don't know. <laughs> So the story is they let you roam free in this huge fucking hotel. So basically, no, yes. not even that one. Okay. Everyone knows that one. Everyone knows that one. But like in the room, chaos ensued, and we like were fully naked. And I, there's like a video. What she's talking about is I'm fully naked on the ground, and Gigi <laughs> is hitting the lights above, like jumping to them, and it's just me naked on the ground. And then we like through we like there's a fountain we would like put the robes in the fountain and chuck what them the over fuck? the edge naked <laughs> naked and, yeah, we, so- and then it was like a room a, a balcony in a room and they would all connect and we'd not even like walk naked we'd be like full usain bolt sprinting naked like it Girl, was just so much fun. That room was and our then, playground. And then like, we also told our friend, like, we, she wanted to. She yeah, wanted so to- we were in a room, me and Cade. We were like blasting music. We were. But, and I'm saying, I'm saying butt naked, but I'm saying like, 
absolutely not a stitch of makeup right out of the shower, ass naked. Both of us ass wrestling. naked. No. Like, I have photos that if I shared, I would cry. And we were also like picking up the mattresses. We were just being Flipping. like cougar We would do like wrestling moves on each other, but, but naked. <laughs> and then we told our friends... So like they wanted to hang out and we're like, not unless you're naked. And we'd sit in the door. <laughs> and then they would get naked and come in and we'd be like, wrestle with us. <laughs> it sounds oh my bad. god, so it messy. Weird, but it sounds like, weird, but it was but like we're all family. Like, don't get about but, yeah, it's the a thing family is, thing. It, it's the chosen family thing. Like, it really I is. Like never it's like do we're that all with my closest friends. I wouldn't do that with anyone. <laughs> anyone. I don't think I've ever been naked in front of anybody. <laughs> that's what no. I was before I met Gigi <laughs> but it's just like a comfortability you get you're like okay it's fine you know the other person's not gonna like say anything or do anything weird so it's like let's just have fun and it's like if you want to have your clothes off have your clothes off so then why do you send pictures of it <laughs> well to prove that <laughs> see that's where it goes crazy well that's what I sent to my that's why I sent to my other chosen fam <laughs> yeah you're part of the chosen fam you're next Gorge these won't these won't ever <laughs> go, get you. no you're, you'll never see them I will <laughs> I was trying to say that realistically speaking once every six months I will wake up to naked pictures on my phone <laughs> And it's always from San Francisco. I don't know what it is about San Francisco. It's always there. <laughs> I'm there this weekend. No, go. it's that room. It's the Sa- it's the San Francisco Fairmont Hotel. It's the I think it's called the Marilyn Monroe the presidential suite. suite only. Yes, the presidential suite. It something happens in in the air up there. I'm not kidding. Every well, single time, because, it's because I think it's because it's like in any other location, it's like you only have like a, a couple rooms or like a room or whatever. We're not gonna run through the hotel naked. This is like enough. It feels like a hotel. We can run through all the rooms. There's enough space to roam, if that makes sense. <laughs> that rings true. There's I think outdoors, said- indoors, kitchens, stairs. Like I think and- they said there was a million square feet in that hotel. Right? That's probably not accurate. Oh, in the hotel, I thought you meant <laughs> in the, the room. Inter- I was like, <laughs> in the room, one million square foot <laughs> it's room. It's an infinity amount. Like, it doesn't space. seem accurate. <laughs> Gigi and I were also like they have like I know you've told the story of us in the hotel but they have this like pool area that was like turned into a restaurant the conga room and we literally like we're so drunk and it is turned into a fucking like it's like a show like you don't go in the pool it's a it's a cruise ship it's, it's like a Disney. pirate it's like a basically it's a Disney. fake pirate ship pirate in the ship. middle with dining dining tables all around and it. we were like we're jumping in the pool <laughs> we're doing it so they have us on camera going against the doors trying to pick the locks <laughs> shut <laughs> up yes yes and we're like and then trying the, ne- the next day they're and like so there's chemicals also. in that pool you guys would have gotten burned if you had <laughs> like, we would have died like we would have died so thank god but yeah and i can't even imagine the footage too because we'd also take turns picking the lock like i remember being like there's like a, a concierge deck next to next to the lock so it's like she would pretend to be on the phone and check people in while I was picking the lock and then we'd switch and I'd be like, hello, how may I help you? And then Gigi's over there trying to... Just so fun. <laughs> no, that's fun. Like, I know. We imagine. saw this hotel empty and we took advantage. Of course. Why hello. wouldn't? Who wouldn't? That's what I tell the clubs too. I'm like, you're having me gorge. I'm going to explore every square uh-huh. inch of this club. Lock the doors if you don't want me in. Yeah. Oh my God, let's pull it back. If you guys could work on a project together <laughs> in the future, what would you like to do? Ooh, well, who's to say we're not already? No, but like, what's your dream job? Are you doing your dream job right now? Say no comment if you are. No, there's no, there's no boundaries. Here. No limits, mother. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like my dream job with you, I would love to do like 
I feel like what we are working on together right now could lead to my dream job with her. But I feel like what I'm doing right now, traveling is so fun. It is so amazing going and meeting people and like getting to make looks dedicated to this like lifestyle of just like traveling every day. If I was doing that with you, it'd be game over. Like, it's yeah. so fun to have a tour with you. I feel like there's no more, like, exhilarating, like, rejuvenating moment than meeting people and hearing their stories face-to-face because we're, like, social media people, you know? So we, like, ready stay online. A Gigi tour. Yeah. Oh, my God, wait. Your Gigi? name's Gigi? And then I add Gigi. <laughs> God's <laughs> change the pronunciation. G-Mick? Gick. Gick? G-Mick? What? Gimmick. Got Gorge. Gimmick. No, it's Got Gorge. Got Gorge. Got Gorge. Well, Gorge is also like just RT. I yeah. mean, let's workshop it. How did it feel for you, Gigi, hearing Gorge go international? Because oh, that's I like something lived. we've always said. And I, I saw that on TV and I was like, oh my God, like, great. Here we go. Everyone's going to start saying Gorge. It's so funny because like people from like Toronto, like uh, my friends from like high school and like people like... I don't see every day would be like, oh my God, Gottmik sounds just like you. And I'm yeah. like, that is our <laughs> lingo. Like, that's how we talk. Like, Gagatandra, hey, yeah. Gorge, like, what's up, Angel? Like, I don't even know. All of it. All of it. And it's like, that's just how we speak. Angel. That's a it's gay angel lingo. For me. Angel. Yeah. And it sounds like shady sometimes. Like, I, how are you, Angel? Oh, it, it became shady. It is, for though. Me. It's a like, little even shady. My mom, my mom gets crazy I don't on use the it phone shady. and I get over my mom. I go, Okay, Gorge, bye. And she knows it's shady. Like, she knows it's time to end the call. Using your TV lines on her? Yes. I'm like, Gorge. She runs to Nordstrom? Yeah. (laughs) No, but, yeah, it's it's true. Even Tiffany, Gigi's sister, literally was like, Simone was imitating me. And she's like, got Mick is Kukaraj. Because I always would say Kukaraj. And... Tiffany all about the abbreviations. That. Yeah, Tiffany did that. Yeah. Yeah, girl, everything I said that like is a word now is like the mictionary people call it is just because I mash words. I'm like Gaga Chandra. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk being crazy. It's just not finishing that was the all, word and when I said Gaga Chandra, that was the first day they gave me alcohol after two months. <laughs> I so I was it. hammered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your new life is touring around the world, seeing new people, new places. And new things, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) What so far has been the craziest thing you've seen on tour? Well, let's rephrase that question. Give us some fucking tea. We want some drag race tea. I feel like what I've learned about drag and tour is that, like, on tour, it is so chaotic. The only tour that I've done, like, actually seriously is the drive and drag tour for the first two months. Like, right, what I'm doing right now is just kind of a solo, not announced as a tour but i'm working every day in a different city but i did that drive and drag tour which is an actual tour with actual rue girls all of it and everyone really hashes out their shit backstage like everyone is screaming and being cucarats but it's like everything is so not worth serious but and it's like you wake up the next day and everyone's totally fine but we're all just men drunk as hell and wigs like like backstage (laughs) being crazy the stakes are so high everyone wants their two cents no there's no stakes and so everyone's (laughs) like it's like like, we're like fully like oh my god my lash fell off it's your fault like violet it's your fault tonight and we just yell and then we wake up and like hey babe like it's just so weird and it's so fun and 
I feel like the biggest tour tea. I don't even know. It's crazy. I broke my hand in Ohio. Don't know how that happened. Oh my God. Yeah. You met up with us in Vegas. Yeah. Well, okay. I was in Ohio. It was my first like solo dolo ever. I didn't travel with anyone. I don't even know. I literally got there so fast and I don't remember put changing my wig. I don't remember the whole second number. And you then were I woke up my hand was broken. I don't know if I was drugged or what. I feel like I might have happened to be because I might be like a professional drinker at this point. Like I'm You're a drag queen. I can duh. hang like into the night. And this was like, oh, I might have been there for a couple hours before I'm like, I don't remember shit. And so I don't know what was going on, but I woke up and my hand was broken, but then still kikied. And then out of everyone in my life, literally Katya looked at my hand and said, you might want to wrap that gorge. No. <laughs> and I was like, if Katya's telling me to wrap my hand, I Wait. need to wrap my hand. So I got an x-ray the next day and their family doctor was like, it's broken gorge. <laughs> wow. And you were just working through it? Jeez. Oh, yeah. I was just running. Like, full. I was on, like, bird scooters with Vanjie, like, through WeHo, <laughs> like, with a broken hand. That's insane. Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, YOLO, bitch. YOLO. <laughs> Avi. Do you have any rituals on tour? I actually, like, my life is so chaotic. And I think it's because I haven't had a break since the finale like I feel like I'm looking at all my friends around me that were on the show and they just had a few days a few weeks to like have a vacation have a break get new costumes made like get their lives together and I just really didn't do that which that's why I was saying earlier I don't know if I did it wrong or right because I'm just so chaotic you thought my energy online is chaotic you don't even know baby my apartment I feel like the bitches on hoarders make my apartment look clean. I have PR boxes <laughs> since I was on Drag Race in there. Like, it is so crazy. I All my hair people are working on, like, tours in the future. I'm just, like, a mess. I feel like I'm, like, I have not figured out my schedule. I literally, like, get off the plane, do a rehearsal at the club, and then start getting ready, perform, and then leave in the morning to the next place. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, it's just crazy. <laughs> you asked for this. You no, love I it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Of course, but it's I think, amazing. I think it's everything. The second I have that week off that I can like, or two weeks off or whatever it is, that I can get my outfits all the way together and hair all the way together and I have like hair and outfit options that I can just grab, then I will be like obsessed. But right now it's like a little stressful because I don't have that because I've just been going so hard that I haven't had time to be like fittings and things. But eventually I'll live. Right now it's stressful. It's a blessing. Everyone that's been on Drag Race that's listening to this is cringing because they wish that they were so busy. Oh my god. (laughs) No. No, I'm living. It's the most amazing time of my life and I literally am obsessed with it. That's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But it is, I just would, I can't wait for the day that I'm like have the outfits and like all my shit together because right now it is really chaotic and I'm already chaotic energy. If you you're have. already gonna want to change it, the second you wear it, you're gonna be like, I need something new. What's up? Yeah, every city. Just keep new it, look. Yeah. New look. <laughs> <laughs> so after everything has kind of been like a whirlwind and a tornado for you, I feel like it's been a year of chaos and craziness more than you're used to. What has been like the hardest part for you? I feel like the hardest part for me, honestly, and I think about it all the time, is something that I always bring up to you if we ever get deep is, like, my sex life, honestly, and especially now, like, being on TV. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know we were going there today. (laughs) No, I know. That's what I said. But it really, truly is because it's, like, before already being trans, it's, like, a moment. And then it's, like, now on TV, it's, like, I walk in. 
to any gay club. And for the most part, it's like they already know my tea now. That you're trans, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so on dating apps, it's like really crazy. Like people literally just message me this like crazy shit on Grindr, on Bumble, all of it. And it's like, I don't even know how to maneuver it. Do you feel objectified? I mean, I don't know. I'm a weird perspective with that because I know a lot of trans people don't like being fetishized but I'm at a point in my life where it's like if someone has this like they really fetishize it I'm doing air quotes while I say it in that vibe I feel like I'm not against that either because I it might just be like you're trying to explore it and you're open to it and you didn't know how to word it or you just you know it's like I don't know so I'm like I'm always open and down it's like a very weird thing and so I feel like people knowing so much about my femininity and everything. And then I'm out at the bar, out of drag, and I'm, like, very masculine for the most part, like, presenting. And, like, they already know. They're, like, I feel like people are overthinking it. And they talk about it. And even people that I will hook up with, they'll, like, talk about that to me. They'll be, like, oh, my God, I'm I'm nervous now because I know you do this and this. And they know things about me. And it's very weird. And, yeah, I don't know how to maneuver that yet. So, yeah, I feel like the fetish culture around trans people is really scary. It is for the most part. But I think the scarier thing for us, you and I, who are in the public eye, we're out there. Our stories are out there before we even say hi. People know we're trans, whatever. It's the secrecy that hurts us. Like we don't want to be kept a secret. Like it's been like that for so long. And now we're out. We're proud. Like you said, like, it's not really the fetish shit that bothers you. It's like, you could be down, whatever. But it's like, I feel like for me personally, it's it was always the secrecy. I'm like, I don't want to be a secret. Yeah, I'm like, why do I have to feel ashamed about myself? Why do I have to feel ashamed about my identity when I'm so loud and proud? What am I going to give it up for? Yeah, it's, it's just a, a very weird balance in every single situation. And that's why it's like, I don't cut off the fetish part of it. I don't cut off the... I don't even really cut off the secrecy yet part of it because it's like I feel like Nikita Dragons that one moment she had. Do you remember that where she had that moment where she was like the some guy her friend was just walking her to the car and like some guy oh, ran yeah, up to her because they knew who she was and they were like oh you know that's a man that's scary like, crazy and she was like brave enough to come forward and like talk about the story and like raise awareness and I feel like even since then she's been so like open and like changing the world about everything she's doing which I'm obsessed with and it's just weird that you know if I wanted to like go on a date with a guy that I met on Bumble and we're not really talking about it yet but then someone's gonna come up like that happened to Nikita and be like you know that's a woman like huh right it's just so crazy to me that that happens and like because I'm like out here trying to tell my story like that and like combat that like just be like more of a positive light yeah I feel like that's something that never, ever gets old, ever. I don't think that it'll go away ever in yeah. our lifetime, honestly. Yeah. It's really sad to say, but I feel like it's one of those things you have to build a thick skin for, which I feel like I think you, so too. I feel like you I already have. Like, yeah, I do. It just like, but I have such a thick skin that it's almost like a barrier where it's like, I don't even want to respond to that person unless I'm like full background check. Like, what is mm-hmm. your tea? Like, let me see your Instagram. Like, Never. Just so much. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very weird. I always think, like, when people talk shit, it's none of my business. Like, whatever. Say whatever you want over there. 
I'm fine. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, and I feel like that's the only part of me that still overthinks things because it's like, I'm not about to like hook up with someone and like present my like gorge angel of life goddess trans body to you and be like having sex with you and then you're gonna be like not in the right headspace and like soul space to like be there so mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't know it's very weird are you looking for a relationship yeah well i want to be in a relationship for sure i think i would love to have someone that i just look at my drag queen friends like trixie has the most amazing boyfriend he's so funny he like is just everything to her helps her but I don't know. It's just everything. And just seeing that, I'm like, I want that so bad. But it's just very weird and, like, harder for me now. Should we post an ad? Let's see. Got Mix, looking for a partner. Ew, what are they that's like? going to attract no. everyone back. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, yeah, it's just, it's definitely, like, a weird thing to navigate. And I feel like you probably know a billion percent, too. Because you, like, like I said, grew up just being so open and honest and so you went through the exact same shit yeah i feel like you really just have to build like your own radar for it like even meeting someone if they seem super into you whatever you know when it's dangerous you know when they're trying to get something out of you you know when it's a fetish situation it's a one-night stand you know all of that so you just have to build that and i feel like you already have that so like the more I feel like I've been building it even, like, on the road. Like, even people I've been introduced to, the way they'll say certain, Ex- like, exactly. pronouns and things. I'm like, oh. And I'm exactly. like, why was I just, why did I just feel that red flag? Because it's they, a red flag. But it's, like, uh, something in my soul. I don't know. And yes. then it, and You'll then, just know. Yeah. And then when you feel comfy, yeah. Exactly. That's I feel like, personally, that's why I never got into, like, trouble and violence or danger. Because I always was, like aware like yeah. i always was like don't go to that hotel room don't go I to that know. party and kick them out of your ho- like yes, and your I'm apartment such, and i definitely have that but i almost am like is it too much because i'm such a, like i said a spiritual open human like take me where you want universe that i'm like why am i just cutting this person off why am i doing this you know but it's if it's so meant odd. to be it'll be so like if if you kick them out of the room whatever if you like deny them whatever it'll always come back like this the person that's meant, is my meant for you session. will always come back <laughs> nats just walked in the room by the way which is like oh yeah i just the ultimate we're, t- we're talking about how i'm literally scared to have sex with people <laughs> 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 no it's scary but the right person will come along when you're not looking for it. Honestly, Nats happened to me so randomly and was never triggered, scared, w- like weirded out about it. Right, babe? I don't know anybody who's gone searching for the one and found the one. Like, do you guys right. know those people? Like, that doesn't happen. That's not how it works. Well, yeah. Your radar just becomes fiercer and fiercer the longer you live, mother. <laughs> Cade, will you stay with us to answer some queries from our fans? Please. And we are back with Gottmik, and you're listening to Queerified. Yes. We are about to answer your questions. Please, please, please call us at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Are you guys ready? Hi, Gigi. My name is Violet Jada, and I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we actually met in Beverly Hills. I was at Dr. Sinclair's for a consultation. And I was so shy. I went up to you. I was shaking. And my friend asked if I could have a picture with you because I was so nervous. I couldn't. But it was so amazing to meet you. I still have that picture. But anyways, my question is, what advice do you have for someone looking to become famous, maybe on YouTube or just in general, like get into magazines or just get some notoriety? 
What are some tips and tricks you have for obtaining that goal of fame? Thank you. I love you and stay gorgeous. Bye. Victoria Jade, thank you for your question. I'll answer first. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, bitch. I'll... Oh, I was like, hey, Gorge. Um, I love that we met there. Oh, my God. That was my first hormone doctor in Los Angeles. Dr. Sinclair, shout out. I have since uh, switched doctors for some reasons, but I'm so happy we had that moment in Beverly Hills. I used to go there literally every single week. And um, I would say as far as reaching your goal of fame... I would honestly say just be yourself, like literally like seek out something that satisfies you, be yourself. I don't think fame is necessarily the best end goal, but I feel like, you know, find a lane that you feel like you feel passionate about, whether it's like social media or acting or modeling or producing, direct, whatever. Like this town is so great for so many things. So literally like put your mind to something and then go for it. And, you know, you already had all of the guts to transition. So you have so much more in you. And I feel like that just said, it's like one inch of your personality. And I'm so excited for you where you go. Also, I want to see this photo. So tag me on Instagram. I'd love to repost. Kate, well, what are your tips for being famous, for getting famous? I would say that fame is not the goal of life in any way. And you should focus on yourself and your art and just putting it out there and honing in on what makes you unique because that's what people are going to connect with and your end goal should be like being the best version of yourself and the best artist that you are and people are going to connect with that and fame is just something that is honestly a burden and will come and it'll just be like a lot yeah who knows if you get famous you might not even like it but it's like famous all it is is people like wanting to connect with you and meet you and you need that base you need your artistry you it's not just like i want to be famous like how do i do that like it's like people like what you're doing so you have to focus on you and your art before you even worry about fame i feel Mm -hmm. people are always looking for like the fast way to be successful how do i get rich how do i get famous do the work do the work little by little and if you're good something will come of it yeah girl it's like the universe did not put you on the earth to like get famous Famous. (laughs) it's like about it's about yourself and your journey and becoming a good person and people wanting to do the same thing as you and like being connected with you and like connecting with other people so what i'm saying is move to a monastery become a monk and um become a spiritual guru and then people will connect with you gorge He'll be the shaman. I'll be the shashi. Yes. When I get nervous, I turn into Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Kate. Thanks, Gorge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our second question. Thank you, Victoria Jade. Hi, my name is Claire, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. My question is about. A close friend of yours got Nick, Kate Gottlieb, and it is about a story that he once told about Gigi and Nats going to see his family in Arizona soon after he came out as trans. And I'm wondering what that conversation was like, what that um, time was like at that dinner table. And what was that experience like for you? How did that bring you closer together? And what exactly happened? Story time for me. Thanks. Bye. 
Thank you so much, Claire, for your question. So I think the question was, what happened when you went to Arizona and met Kate's parents? What was that like? Okay, Claire, hi, Gorge. So I think when I was talking about this, I kind of just said that Nats and Gigi met my parents and XYZ. So everyone assumed that they probably, you guys probably went to Arizona. But actually, my parents were down to come to L.A. I don't really know why, thinking back. But they were just in L.A. And they came over to Nats and Gigi's gorgeous estate of life. <laughs> <laughs> and they were having a really hard time with it at first. Like, they, they just really do love me so much that I think when I came out, it was just so a shock because I wasn't really open with them. Like I said, I was just trying to find a different route. I was trying to find any way possible that I wasn't trans. It was just like really scary for me. And so I didn't tell them I was transitioning until I literally had already started hormone replacement therapy and they just took it really hard. But I think it came from a place of just not being educated on the subject as well as being scared for me as well as just a billion other factors like i remember even before yeah, when i went to like morning yeah yeah thought like so many things and i had to go through everything with nats and Gigi, and they helped me realize beyond 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 that it's kind of a process for everyone in your life not just you and i became more open to it because at first i was like they don't get it I'm moving on. Like, if you're not into it, get lost. And right. Like, you already had your money. You already had your success. You yeah. already moved out. I was like, very like, okay, whatever. Cut mm-hmm. me off. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, goodbye. And they were like, no, we have to, like, it's not just you going through this transition. Transition, It is also them. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I was able to talk about on the show. And that is something that me and RuPaul, like, connected with. And that's what she, like, cried about. She was like, just you hear you saying that is just so major that you understand that. And I feel like she understands that and is going through the exact same thing. And I think that's why we connected is when I started talking about that. And I think when my parents were down to come here and I'm so thankful, I'm like friends with these two crazy bitches because like Gigi has a full documentary out. Like I full was like, so you're coming over to their house, watch the doc before you come. Like, you know, Gigi gave them a link. They watched it for free. <laughs> they got the hookup. They probably felt special. That link like, is now expired for anyone that wants it. You have to pay the $15. I'm yes, yes, you do. It's you only do. for Tom's parents. <laughs> well, I feel like that that speaks to their like integrity also. Because yeah. I remember when they came down, I knew the stakes were really high. But we went to Sun Cafe, this oh, vegan yeah. spot. And we sat across from them. And we all knew... That we had to drive the pronouns home. We had to drive the name home. We literally went there. It was work. It was, it it, was, it was work. No, it was, yeah, it was like really putting in. Like we were at a war zone. It was like, so let's have them see his new identity. And I feel like that's what I keep going back to. You always need those like warriors around you. Because if you're not going to drive it home, somebody else will. And then they see the real you. And if yeah. it's uncomfortable at first, which... of the time it will be. It's just about getting over that hurdle of awkwardness because the next time you get together, it won't be as awkward because they're already used to the awkwardness. Yes. Well, yeah. And it's only up from there, I guess. It is. And it's like my parents is they're literally truly love me so much. They're the best people. They literally want the best for me. They will help me till the day they die. 
And so the fact that they even went through that phase of like not knowing how to handle it, it like makes me so aware and so like on the lurk almost for like other trans people. And I just want to help. And cause not everyone is so lucky to have parents that even though they went through that, it was like, mm-hmm. or friends like Gigi who will put on the work. Yeah. And yeah. And my parents were so down to come around and they wanted to understand and they wanted to help me. And it was almost out of a place of just that, what we were talking about earlier, that like society boxes, like this is different than what we learned. And so it's not real. Like you're wrong. And the second that they met Nats and Gigi and like Hillary and Tiffany and everyone in this house that were just so open and honest and living their best lives. And they saw that it wasn't just some weird LA phase phase. It was just like, we we're actually genuinely amazing people. I went through five years of living through LA nasty people to get to you guys to where I'm actually found my chosen family. And they went through all of that with me and they see you guys met you guys realize you're amazing people and I'm not crazy. And they saw that I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. So they had no other choice to realize that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And so I was very lucky and yeah, I want to be there for everyone who isn't as lucky because it is crazy that they were able to come around like that so fast too. So fast. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Shout out Amy and Rob. Love you guys. Love you, Gorge. My sister Alyssa also. My sister Allie's also like really dope. She like really helped too. She was always. It's funny. Using the right pronouns. His sister at that lunch we were just talking about at Sun Cafe was so about the pronouns, so about the new name. It was everything. It was so inspiring to see. Day one. Yeah. We I literally didn't even talk to her or anything, just at the at the lunch table, being like, wow, she's even pushing this just as hard as us. It was everything that's amazing yeah and yeah they're yeah they were always there they even like paid for it they're like they were there they were just scared i feel which i feel like happens a lot and i was so ready to cut people off because it's just so scary so thank you both nats and gg for helping me not cut everyone off (laughs) i'm such a psychopath i'm like bye gorge you're not into it bye (laughs) literally ditto Anyways, our last question. We have one more query from our listeners. Here we go. Hey, um, this is Cameron. My question kind of would be for Gigi's husband. How did you know that you trans male and not non-binary? Because I'm confused as to if I'm non-binary or trans male. And I don't know how I feel about being known as trans male instead of just male. So if you could help, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Thank Cameron. you so much, Cameron, for that question. Although my husband isn't here, we have another fellow trans man, which I feel like yes. could help you a lot. Um, I respect that question. Thank you for being so vulnerable. And uh, Kay, do you feel comfortable answering that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I feel it especially comfortable because I have been with Nats every second of his journey. And I feel like I was a part of his journey. And I feel like Nats helped me figure out myself and then I figured out I helped him figure out him his self I can't even speak but yeah I feel like we helped each other so I feel like the perfect candidate to discuss (laughs) but I feel like honestly it is a very crazy weird journey to discover that because non-binary is 
that you... Well, I'm non-binary, so I'll say for my non-binaryness, it's I don't feel like a man or a woman. And I'll yeah. say I don't feel like I'm trans because I've never had dysphoria. That's like the one big thing for me. Like, I've never felt uncomfortable in my body. It is a weird thing, too, though, because there are trans people that do not feel dysphoria. So it is like a it is a very tricky situation. But I feel like what it comes that. down to what I've. Yeah, no, there are. And I've learned that, too, in my journey. It's. It's so crazy, like, meeting all these people and I'm learning along the way. But I feel like when you're trans, it's very binary. Like, it is you are a man or you are a woman and you need to transition to get to that point. And if you are able to want to, like, transcend the binary and you can wake up one day and feel more feminine you wake up one day and feel more masculine and you don't feel like either and you just you just know that like every day you wake up and are just like yo like i'm not in the society box like this is fake i am something else like i feel like you might live in that area i am not that so i can't really 100 percent speak to that but i just know that being trans, like, I know I'm a guy. Like, I'm 100% sure. I've always known. Like, I know that growing up, even when I was, I didn't have the language to describe it. I was the only, quote unquote, girl at the boys' birthday parties. And I always wanted the boy toy at McDonald's. Like, I always wore the boy uniform at school. Like, I always was that, even though I just thought I was some kind of tomboy or something weird. So, I just have always known and it was very binary for me. So I just feel like if I was non-binary that it was just I wouldn't fit into that. And I know I'm transcending that I'm some goddess beyond this binary. And so I feel like you should just kind of look and be like, am I only this or do I wake up sometimes and feel one way or and wake up a different way? And that would probably some live in the non-binary, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Wow, living and learning every day. How do you feel about that, Mark, as the non-binary angel on this podcast? I I don't, like, listen, I don't think I've ever thought about being trans because I just, I've always known I'm not. Even going back to when me and Gigi were really young, I would always speak for the both of us and say, we don't, we don't want to be girls. We're just, you know, men. And that makes me cringe so much thinking about that now because I was wrong the whole time and I was putting my thing, you know, on Gigi. But I've always also known that I was not trans. Like, it's never, I've never fit in that. Gigi, how is it like for you? So the one thing that I took away from Nats's transition that was the most educational and like a lot was, you know, transitioning with a partner is like, you know, it's insane. But I talked with somebody during Nats's top surgery, actually flashback to the Fairmont San Francisco where the crazy shit happens amongst all that. I talked to somebody at glad and they talked to me about non-binary being trans and being both. And it was something that I really had to process because I thought being non-binary was not being bound, not having a label. Some days you're a male. Some days you're a female. Some days, you know, you identify as either or both. And being transgender is something that I relate with. So male to female, I'm not non-binary at all. I literally don't feel like male at all. I feel 100% female. So when Nats came out and his labels were non-binary transgender, I was like, I need to wrap my head around this because I don't understand it. And 
it's so interesting because non-binary people aren't bound to one gender, but Nats took steps in his transgender journey surgically, which of course you don't have to do. It's just Nats's journey, but it just goes to show that there are no, that you don't have to be bound to any label. I know it's not bound to any gender, but you don't need to be bound to anything. You could be non-binary transgender. You could literally be anything that you want to be. So for our caller that just called in, literally just look inward and just find out who you are because only you are going to be able to speak it out and then speak to it because people are going to ask you questions. You know, that's how you relate it back to people. That's how you say like, this is why I am this. Like you have to be able to speak to it. So when you speak it out, Cameron, I feel like you need to be able to speak to it as well. I feel like that's the biggest advice that I can give. And you know, you're going to be you're going to be teaching people without even knowing it. So just, you know, be you. Yeah. And there's 7 yeah. billion people on this earth. We're not all the same. Not every non-binary person is the same. Not every trans person is the same. Exactly. Find yourself and the label and will fall on your owe lap. don't anyone any label. You don't owe anyone any label. Just live your best life. Do what makes you happy. Like wake up every day and dress and be and act exactly who you are and what makes you happy because that's all that matters that's awesome thank you for saying that got mick we've come at the end of our time on queerified thank you for coming on thanks kate <laughs> duh loves you gorge where can people find you got mick on everything two t's and no l bitch loves it not got milk <laughs> definitely not got milk goat milk do you have any projects you're working on oh my god i literally am just working on so much i am taking my makeup journey to the next level i'm taking my music level to the next level i just want to try everything i feel like that's what i learned on drag race is that never say no to everything because you never know so i'm just gonna try it all and i'm gonna let everyone the hate that comes from certain projects i'll be like maybe i skip music Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's not my journey so I'm just gonna do everything until I'm shunned out of the industry (laughs) (laughs) just honestly let God in yeah live let go and let God live laugh love (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on this episode of Queerified you are our second person in the actual podcast room hell yes cheers cheers to more people that are in the podcast room see you guys on the next one you just got Queerified bye Gorge Thanks to our guest, Got Mick, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow Gigi on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. You've just been Queerified. See you next episode.